Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the cut, Will Curran of Endless Events. And that man over there is the guttural Brent Kruger of Idcom. Guttural. Yeah, it means I don't know that of a speech sound pronounced pr- produced oh, by guttural. the throat, harsh sounding, oh, like guttural. Guttural. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There you go. I and I wasn't I meaning deny. to correct. I just was was. No, you're uh, right. Gut, gu- guttural. It's a guttural. Guttural. All right. Well, I'm we're not man. here to. As usual, we're not here to talk about adjectives. <laughs> but it is awfully fun. Um, and so recently, on some of our episodes. You know, Will and I have discussions beforehand. We're like, ah, is it, is that count as event tech? You know, is that, you know, what is that? You know, we, we talked a little bit, uh, you know, depending on when, when things wind up airing, you know, we've talked about billing software and invoicing and things like that. You know, that's, that's definitely technology, but okay. Is it event technology? Yeah. Well, you know, sure. But then there's this whole other category (laughs) of, (laughs) of things that like is fun to talk about. And, you know, is it really technology? Well, I guess sort of. And, you know, one of the quotes that I love and I wish I, I don't know who to attribute it to. So if you know out there, um, but it's it's technology is everything that was invented after you're born. And 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 that does seem to hold true. You know, like when people talk about technology, we're talking about iPads and tablets and computers and, uh, you know, holograms and lights and sound and all this kind of stuff. But for the most part, technology just kind of is iterative. It's just plugging along. And so there's this whole kind of side, I think, of technology that we don't really consider to be technology, but nonetheless is interesting and fun to talk about and people get really passionate about and so I'm talking about things that we don't normally consider to be technology that I think can can be considered to be technology. <laughs> and I've got a whole ream of things in mind. I just don't want to give it away of like what the kinds of things that we're talking about. I feel like you're really shoehorning this one in. Oh. 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 Uh, by oh. the way, I looked, at, I looked it up. Alan Kay. Sock it is, to me, it, <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Alan Kay is the one who's Alan responsible Kay. for that. That's for the right. Quote. That's right. Because he, he's a computer computer scientist, I believe. If uh, I right. Uh, I think I've even used that quote in some of my classes, so I probably should know who it's from. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely an author because that quote yes. comes from like Goodreads. So uh, let's yep. see. Um, yeah, he's rid, written the early history of small talk, Fry the Monkeys, a Jewish book of comfort. Yeah, I don't know. American it seems computer like he does a scientist. Bit yep, American <laughs> computer scientist, best known for his pioneering work on object-oriented programming. Yeah, um, yeah so that's that. That's a great. Yeah, it's a great quote, and I think it does hold true. That like we, there's a lot of things that we're like. So my kids were born after the invention of the iPad, and mm-hmm. so as a result, they've always lived in a world where you just have tablets available yeah. and you can like call them like the watch. i generation right or something yeah, like that exactly and so it's that's the kind of thing i'm talking about where there's there's a, this whole category of things that for most of us we don't even take a second glance at but it is technology it is moving forward so where where do we want to start with this i mean i have so many real, real quick because i don't think i'm ever going to get a point to put this in here other than <laughs> this point real quick but i was actually talking about this on a podcast yesterday is that now i think the next generation is going to be the generation that all their data is consumed by AI, so they always have personalized AI. So whatever that Ooh. when that pinnacle happens, 
everything yeah. they do will it will the AI will know everything about them basically. Yeah. So now take an opportunity to go back and listen to our last three episodes that we <laughs> talked about AI on, because yes, absolutely, that is continuing to march along, and it is fascinating, and I still continue to believe that this truly is a an inflection point uh, in our technology. So yes, AI for sure. So I- I got a transition for you. So I think the the next thing I think we want to talk about, like let's talk about something I think that affects every single person. Every person has these things for the most part. I know that not 100% true, but like everybody deals with the fact that we're on our feet all the time. And so, you know, we're not talking about like the shoe that lights up or anything like that, (laughs) but I'll give you a good transition in terms of wheelie shoes. A cool technology. Have you seen the Nike shoe where you don't have to lace it up and you just put your foot in and then you can take your foot out? Like Back to the Future? Uh, I'll, I'll look up the model <laughs> name right now. Um, that, was, that, can... was, that was the thing in Back to the Future. Is that like Yeah, it's like the self-lacing the shoe. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me see if I can find the name of exactly what it's called. I think it's called like the Free something. And it just uh, zoop, like zoops The Fly Ease. The, the, the Go Fly Ease. Uh, and I will see if I can pull it up on like the screen share real quick too. Um, so definitely everyone should check this shoe out. It's really, really interesting, especially if you have a hard time getting kind of your, 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 your shoes on and everything like that. Um, but it's really wild. Like it, 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 it comes up and then makes it so basically you can like put, slip your shoe right on in without having to ever bend over. So like I was talking to my parents and my mom was saying how like, it's kind of hard for her to get her, get bent over to put her shoes on. Like. I think this makes it a lot easier for a lot of people. So that's an example of uh, a technological breakthrough in right. shoes, but we don't have to go that extreme. I think no, but and- but it's exactly what I'm talking about. And that like like we don't take we don't really take we take shoes for granted. We don't think of them as being technology, but they're definitely something that evolves. And I have seen countless discussions on message boards and on you know Miko meetings community and other places where people are like so what are you using for shoes these days <laughs> and so it's it's definitely a, a constant discussion so I'll say what I have landed on for me personally is I've been a huge fan of echo shoes for a very long time um, uh, it's a European shoe company uh, I want to say Danish could be wrong ECCO. Um, ECCO, correct. Um, and so I have two pairs, especially their boots. So if you are a boot person, I'm a big, big, big fan of Echo boots. Their they're tennis shoes, not so much. Their their dress shoes are okay. But anything, if you are a boot person, the Echo boots, I have uh, several pair of Echo boots that are that are kind of faux Timberlands. They, they kind of look like Timberlands that have that like, you know, kind of lighter tan, um, uh, like one, like one look of, right of Timberlands. The, the Men Track 25. Yep. Tr- the track boots, huge fan of. They they stopped making them in black at some point. You might not, you may or may not be able to find those anymore. They do. That, they, yeah, think, they definitely do. They do. Yeah. They've sure. brought them back. Oh yeah, my goodness. Them. You're bringing it. Oh, those are my, <laughs> some of my favorite shoes. So Will's like looking up the prices as we, as we go. So the Echo <laughs> Track 2, or it looks like they've renamed it as the Track 25. Uh, is one of the most comfortable boots I've ever worn. Um, at least the previous generation of this was. And they're just kind of a mock toe, you know, moccasin toe uh, boot. Uh, oh, I see. They dropped the mock toe. Okay. I see what the difference is. Okay. But I'm a huge fan of these boots. The The faux Timberlands are great. I think those are called like the Jamestown boots. Um, the stock soles that come in them are great, but then I recommend getting 
the Echo inserts. And in fact, I put the Echo inserts in every other shoe that I buy that is not Echo. Uh, so if I have a pair of shoes that is not Echo, I will immediately go out and buy the Echo insoles, uh, which are kind of a new buck uh, leather, you know, leatherish uh, thing, which for me, I don't know, it just seems more absorbent. It seems more comfortable. It molds, it really molds to the shape of your foot. Um, it's got a little arch support there in the middle. Uh, so huge fan. So if you don't like the boot style, if you like your comfortable, you know, you're the style of shoes that you like, uh, I do recommend then getting the Echo insoles. So then, uh, I mean, I've literally had $25 tennis shoes from, you know, knockoff Chinese companies on Amazon. And then I throw the Echo soles in and they're amazing, right? Like they, they go from like pretty good to amazing. And then the one other that I'll try, I, I've just, I've just recently started trying the Cole Haan um, more dress shoes. So at IDCOM, we've definitely got a, a dressier dress code. Cole you know, Han. with the we do the sport coat and the dress shirt. And so I needed something a little bit dressier than my boots that I normally would have worn on site. And so I got the Cole Haan um, wingtips, but they're they're more like tennis shoe soles. So if you just kind of look up like Cole Haan tennis shoe soles, you'll find what I'm talking about. And they they look from the top down like great wingtip shoes, but on the bottom, they're like that very squishy tennis shoe sole that um, uh, is fantastic. And so I actually had an event this week at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play here in Minnesota, and I had like 21,000 steps the first day, and I just wore my like running shoes for those. And then about 24,000 steps the second day, and I wore my Cole Hans. I brought my running shoes just in case, um, but I wanted to give those Cole Hans like a real like tough workout. And they were champs. They were absolute champs. Um, so I can full-throatedly uh, recommend uh, the Cole Hans kind of pseudo uh, wingtips that have more of the tennis shoe base. They make standard wingtips as well, so kind of keep an eye out for the more tennis shoe base. Um, this like wait, this is it right here, like this wingtip. Uh, Not even that crazy. Almost. Like it's like there's another version that. So the the for folks that are just listening, Will brought up it had like a weird, like you know almost honeycomb. <laughs> it's like half sneaker. Oxford yeah, had it was like it's like blue us. honeycomb. Like and and like that's a style in and of itself. But the ones that I've got really do look like just normal wingtips with a black sole, um, and uh, and but it's made out of more tennis shoe type material. That's really. Uh, cool. I would have to look up uh, which which specific version that is. That's that's closer to what you got there. It doesn't have. Yeah, I'm looking at the though. the original Grand Energy Twin Oxford. It's just wild. Like, so I actually yeah. think I saw these shoes. I was uh, I don't hardly ever wear dress shoes. For those who don't know me, like I basically even if I'm wearing a suit, I was usually wearing like lime green t-shirt uh, t-shirt right. uh, tennis shoes in the like the 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 endless days. And you know what's interesting is I was dressing up for a wedding and I had to buy dress shoes because I didn't own any. And <laughs> yep, yep. I saw these and I was just like, wow, these are so cool. They look so comfortable. Yep. But you know, my, uh, my, my friend whose wedding it was said like, you know, you can't get those. No <laughs> at all. But this, is, this is very, very cool. This definitely seems like a big innovation for sure. So what I got was the Cole Haan original grand short wing is what it was. And so there, yeah, there's no, there's no like weird honeycomb in the soles or uh, or any holes in the soles or anything like that, but uh, definitely uh, looks like a fairly normal wingtip uh, shoe. Other than it doesn't it doesn't kind of have that separate heel on it. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I was very impressed. Uh, like I said, really put it through its paces about, you know, before I changed out for strike, I think I had 23,000 steps in it or 22, somewhere in there before I switched over to, uh, um, uh, just the regular tennis shoes for strike a little bit easier. So yeah, full throated endorsement of both echo and, uh, and Cole Haan on my part. Awesome. Um, okay. So like, I'm definitely in the, the market for new shoes for sure. So, um, I was exploring a bunch of different stuff. So I, I had done the Adidas ultra boost for like a long period of time. Um, and I liked those a lot. Um, but then the, I don't know what it is, but like my feet would just kind of start having these pains that I wasn't used to and everything like that. So I actually started just like Googling as I usually do, like, what's the best, um, what's the best like shoe you can buy? What's the most comfortable running shoe that you can buy? Cause I'm basically can wear running shoes almost all the time. And sure. I ended up landing on these night. They're called the night. They're called the Nike Invincible Fly. <laughs> Sorry, Nike Zoom X Invincible Fl- Run Fly Knit to Men's Running Shoes. Just rolls uh, off the tongue. Totally rolls off the tongue completely. And um, I honestly, I I like them a lot. Um, I think I like them more than the Ultra Boost. But the thing that I was really really struggling with is that uh, it just still feels like I'm having issues. Like ankle mm. rolling, I think maybe is potentially happening. I, I just find that like for, for long periods of time, my feet are starting to hurt um, still when it comes to these things. So um, I'm actually looking at a bunch of different things. So I'm also looking because like I'm starting to do more like camping and hiking now too, that like, hey, maybe looking at some trail running shoes and things like that as well. So um, I love your recommendations though, because like you get like the dressy um, aspect of things. And then those also those boots look really, really dope as well. Um, so I like that a lot. Sweet. And you know, actually that transitions into, so once you get your good shoes, you also need your good <laughs> socks, right? Good socks. So that was, that was a struggle, struggle for me for a long time as well. And I, I, we were joking before we got on that, like at the end of a long, you know, one of these long days, these, you know, 18 hour days that you sometimes get on a, on events, I would, I, I have literally thrown away my socks at the end of like, like just left it in the hotel room in the garbage, uh, because they were so nasty, uh, by the time, you know, the day was done. And if that's TMI, I apologize, but I have a feeling I'm probably not the only person to have ever suffered, uh, that particular malady over the course of the 18 hour workday. And so, uh, great recommendation from an audio guy I worked with, and the reason that's a good segue is you brought up hiking. And so these are actually hiking socks, but they make, mm. you know, they make daily versions. They make tactical versions. You know, everybody's got to have tactical versions of their products these days. Um, and so uh, so my recommendation for socks is Darn Tough, D-A-R-N-T-O-U-G-H. Darn Damn Tough Damn it, beat me to it. <laughs> yep. Are you doing, are you on the darn tough train? You know, so like I was going to say, so since we'll definitely go into this and you're going to sell me on it for sure, is that so I actually for a while was rocking smart wool socks, mm-hmm. um, these smart like smart wool run zero cushion low ankle socks, basically. And I have like 30, 40 pairs of these socks um, and I like them a lot and they have a pretty I think a pretty decent warranty. I think it's like a two year warranty, but I found that they started getting holes in them. And so. Oh. My friend said, hey, I love darn tough because you basically, once you get a hole, you just ship them back and they send you another pair. And I was like, oh, yeah, mine totally do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I looked at Smart Wool's actual 
um, warranty, and it's not anywhere like that. It's it basically says like yeah, once you get a hole, in it, it's it's done. So and so like I love the idea of like shipping it back to ha potentially have it fixed and reused and everything like that. So yeah, tell me like what you love about darn toughs for, for all those who who don't know. For sure. So so what I what I found out after doing a little research on this is that cotton is rotten. And so yeah, for sure. you need like a blend and the smart blend, wool for sure. Yep. The blend is Murano wool. Uh, is that right? Murano? Uh, Merino. Merino wool. Merino. Merino. That's right. Merano glass. <laughs> Merino wool. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Merino wool mixed with, I think it's a little bit of polyester gives it a little stretch. And then there's cushion on the bottom. So even their like basic, like kind of everyday sock is a little squishier than your average ordinary sock on the bottom. And then they make even squishier socks. So they're like, some of their tactical socks, you know, and work socks have like me medium weight cushion and heavyweight cushion. And I've tried those as well. And that's like walking on a cloud. It's a little too much for day to day uh, as far as, I, you know, just a little feels a little thick on the on the sole. But so they're a little spendy. But yeah, they people, are people freak out at this. Yeah, like yep. twenty one dollars yep. for a pair they're of socks. Twenty bucks like, a pair. Yep. yep, they're twenty bucks a pair, but they are legit. Uh, they're made in the U.S. They are legitimately uh, guaranteed for life. And so one, one of the funny things on their website, they were having a sweepstakes for free socks for life. It was for seven pairs of socks because, <laughs> because, because they're guaranteed for life. Yeah. So, so you only need seven pair. Um, uh, as soon as I got one pair, I immediately got two. And as soon as I got two, I immediately got 14 so that I could you know go through. <laughs> Uh, you know, a whole, you know, if I'm, cause frequently we're on the road for a week, sometimes pushing a week and a half. Um, and, uh, they they come in a whole bunch of fun, you know, flavors and pictures and colors. And, uh, you know, there's rainbow socks, there's, you know, Sasquatch socks, you know, they're, they're, they are more hiking socks, but they're guaranteed for life. So you'll never have to buy uh, another pair of socks again. And once again, uh, gave them kind of the ultimate test I feel this this week and was wearing them for the you know the 23,000 step day and the 25,000 step day and got home took the shoes off and didn't feel the need to immediately peel these off and burn them um i you know just continued to wear them around the house for the rest of the day yeah so for anyone out there that doesn't know what merino wool is in general i mean like we'll just cover this this is definitely more of like i think a recent technology it's really taken i think the camping world by storm um, but what's great about Merino wool, and you'll see like literally if I Google Merino wool, you know, Bombas socks pops up, Patagonia, Smart Wool, the company that made my old socks, like it just pops up like crazy. And what Merino wool is, as I try to find maybe like an article, is that the great thing about it is that it's moisture wicking. So what it means yep. is it pulls moisture away from your skin. And that's what makes you, gets you blisters. That's what makes you feel cold, all those things like that. But it pulls it away from the skin. And the greatest part about it is that it they're very like odor resistant too. Yep. So it means that like your socks don't smell like nasty, nasty, yep. even after like a really hard day, um, which I think is also what like contributes to like the, I need to peel this off immediately. Yep. That's exactly. Feeling. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't want to go into too much detail, but yeah. The, the So yes, odor resistant, moisture wicking, all of those good things equal healthier feet. Uh, at the end of the day so for sure and the thing i like about it too is that so like i'm obviously in phoenix i have very temperate weather so i'm not like yeah. having to have snow socks but i bet for you you wear these probably in the winter and also in the summer equally i'm guessing yeah i'm i i my honestly my next big decision is do i want to get like the athletic sock version of these do i want to get you know some yeah. no shows 
or something like that to wear around the house. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to wait and see. It's, it's more for me, these are work socks. So like I have now enough to get me through a full two weeks if I were on the road for two weeks. Um, and so, yeah, I really do look at them as work socks as opposed to da- daily socks, but they absolutely could be. And I'm going to, as we move into summer, uh, I'm going to have to make that decision. If, do I want more <laughs> of these? So for yeah, sure. top notch, highly recommend for sure. Awesome. Uh, it sounds like we're on the same game pa- same game plan game page uh, for when it comes to socks. Uh, where, where do we want to Where do we want to go to next? We want to stay in. So I guess one thing I'll add because I'm get. Are we going to talk about apparel at all, or should I just like add a little quick sure. tip about? Yeah, peril? I mean, like I said, I, I, my my kind of vision for this is the things that we kind of take for granted and don't necessarily assume is technology, but obviously have been advancing and slowly marching on and and being uh, improved as time goes on. Sweet. Well, one thing I always recommend is like. Um, Definitely, when it comes to the uh, the 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 clothing too, merino wool is also extremely popular for clothing as well. Mm. And you can get like dress shirts made of merino wool. You know, like there's a lot of really cool shirts, uh, cool stuff. I would recommend this this website. It's called Pack Hacker. Packhacker.com. They just it, they all they do is review stuff for travel, mm. and it's like little gadgets and cords and things like that. So when you hear about me being like, oh, I love my Hero Clip, which is a a little carabiner <laughs> that then comes into a thing that you can hang on to things. Um, but one thing I love about it is and they do tons of apparel reviews and they talk about things like stretching shirts that are button downs, all those things like that. Um, but check out Merino wool for, for clothing too, like t-shirts, shorts, all those things like that. I don't use Merino wool underwear. Um, I never thought we'd talk about underwear on the <laughs> Tech podcast, but, but the, you know, there is a lot of really great travel underwear out there too. And that's one thing I would totally recommend for everybody too, is like, look into like best travel underwear. Um, and that will also make you feel really, really good. Um, yeah, I'll let throw me, out. Yeah, go ahead. Go I was going to say, so, here. so for that kind of stuff, I go 32 degrees. So 32 degrees Ooh. is very inexpensive. It's kind of the opposite of the darn tough, right? Like this stuff is so inexpensive. You could just throw it away. Uh, so 32 degrees, um, but I've been very happy with like their, their, their sleep shorts, um, all of the kind of like under stuff, uh, has been great. So I use that for running, uh, workouts, all of those. That's, that's your more like typical polyester blend, uh, lightweight fabrics, you know, moisture wicking, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So very inexpensive. Uh, they're always having a sale. (laughs) <laughs> like just never, never pay full price for 32 degrees stuff because it is legit always on sale. Um, so yeah, I mean, just for your like athletic wear, those kinds of things, um, you know, a little bit less, uh, specific to being on site and events, but, uh, you know, definitely all of their, you know, but Hey, you need a good night's sleep right before your event. And so, uh, this is going to keep you cool and or warm depending on what you're, uh, what you're looking for. So I'll take you down the the, the opposite route of not cheap uh, shirts, but I've fallen in love with. Um, for those who don't know me, I am just like the biggest Patagonia fan you could ever meet. Um, I just, you know, after I ripped my, the jacket that I'll talk about probably after this, I, and they just sent me a new one or they sent me a gift card to buy a new one after, and it was like the newest model. I was just like, you guys are literally like about taking care of your customers, making sure you never have to worry about your products ever again. But the stuff I've been really loving for uppers, is their Kaplan Cool um, technology shirts? I'm actually wearing one right now. I if someone brushes into me or like touches my shoulder, I always get complimented about how soft Ooh. this shirt feels. <laughs> um, and it's it's got that like synthetic, but like this is the only shirt that I feel comfortable wearing out in 120 degree weather in Phoenix. 
and oh, then and it's, also it it's like mar- I see a lot of it's yeah. merino too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got like a merino synthetic hybrid mix that they make. Um, but literally this shirt right here, the Kaplan Cool lightweight shirt, I own I think twelve or thirteen of these, and mm. I've said to Della a million times actually that like if I lit if I didn't have like want to express myself. <laughs> I would just only wear this shirt and I literally have it in, you know, gray, blue, black, any color they come out with. I try to buy this shirt (laughs) and it's just so amazing. And I was actually trying to figure out like, hey, maybe I could just like get like company shirts that have the logos on them because I literally just don't. I only want to wear this shirt all the time. So, you know, it's funny you you bring up a great point that. I hadn't really thought of in this, in the context of this discussion, but had been rolling around in my head that as you're starting to look, as people are starting to look at, uh, you know, company shirts, work shirts, like stuff that they're distributing, you know, try and be open to the not, I'm going to go on, you know, custom the, print shirt. The Gildan, the Gildan brand shirt. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff. You know, be open to, you know, one of the things that I love about uh, IDCOM is that they're like, if you find a shirt that you like, we'll get it embroidered with the company logo and stuff like that. And so it really opens up the possibilities. And so I I would just definitely urge folks to keep this stuff in mind as you're looking for uniforms for your employees, you know, try and find something that's higher quality and has been tested and isn't just, you know, random knockoff brand X that we're going to get logoed up and, you know, looks good, but maybe not, you know, maybe doesn't hold up over time. Um, and I'll, I'll save a little bit more on that when we, when we talk about jackets. Yeah. This like lime green, this kind of greenish colored, uh, Kaplan cool daily shirt. I'm not gonna lie. I bought it just to see if I could test it as like an endless shirt. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites too, is like, I, I wear a lot of the, like I have, a, I think two or three of these, uh, Kaplan cool daily hoodies. They're basically the long sleeve version of the shirt with a hood on the background. I don't know why it's weird because it has a hood, but it feels like a little bit of a more of a formal shirt versus like a, sh- a short sleeve shirt to me. But I like it too because when I'm out in the sun or something like that, I can put it over my head and protect myself from the sun as well, which I like. Well, um, it gets cold in ballrooms. I mean, like having something that looks nice that you can wear that doesn't just look like a schlub hoodie that you know you can keep in your bag, keep in your Pelican or something like that for when you're in one of those ballrooms where it's you know minus forty degrees because it's you know. <laughs> 104 outside so they have to overcompensate and it's minus 40 in the ballroom um you know having a good looking something that you can throw over your other you know uniform pieces or something like that is huge so since we're talking about how cold and and layers now i'll go to my like my now my two layers that i carry with me everywhere um so um one is like a staple you see this everywhere it's the the patagonia nano puff jacket um anyone who hasn't owned this jacket or some or lo- bought something similar to it is really missing out like I, I can tell you there's so many people that have been like i'm not gonna spend 229 dollars on a jacket when i like my 50 dollar jacket does so well then they they put this on or they wear it once when i let them borrow it and then they go out and buy one immediately this is the like this jacket just keeps me warm in 99 percent of the scenarios and i hated the puffy look of a jacket, yep. like I think it's more common. Maybe like you probably see these more often in like Minnesota and stuff like that. But like in Arizona, like I didn't like this look at all. Um, so, but now I think it's being used so much in like you know meetings and so many people have these jackets now that it's almost formal looking. I feel like yeah. now. So like this jacket, 
this is a jacket that I would get like, yeah, an endless, an event props community logo for sure embroidered on and wear this everywhere. I am right there with you. Like I was very anti, you know, puffer jacket type thing as well. You know, I would say this is not super puffy. Like it's just got those, you know, the one that you you do, you've got, it's hard to explain. It's not like puffy, it, but it has it's got like the of layers lines. of the qu- yeah, that kind of yeah, like quilted yeah. look, but it's right. not Qu- like quilted. Qu- that's, that's, that's probably a better way of putting it for sure. And so the, I was going to say something very, and by the way, I've seen you a thousand times wearing this jacket. <laughs> I'm wearing this jacket I know all the time. as soon as you brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, that's Will's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen you a thousand times in that jacket. Um, so, uh, along the same lines, one of the, one of my favorite pieces of swag from the company uh, uh, on our side was a 511 uh, tactical jacket. So oh, the company wow. is they make jackets. So, yep, oh, wow. 511. So 5.11. They're like uh, very the known for their the bags, company. too. Yeah, they're, like, that's they're how I yeah. Know. You know, and they're, yeah, they're just, it's the kind of like almost military like bags with lots of Velcro so you can put your patches on. Um, the, but the, and I've been looking on the site trying to see if I could find the one that we've got. Um, but I love it. Like it's my favorite bit of, of, it's like my favorite corporate apparel that I've ever been given. Um, it is lightweight. It packs down to an, a, like a tiny, tiny little, like zips up in its own pocket little guy that you can throw in your backpack or something like that. But it is fully winterized. Like I have worn it out in Minnesota winters, like full on and was toasty warm. Uh, got a little, you know, Velcro patch on the side. So we got the company patch, uh, you know, put on there. Um, and so I, yeah, I wish I could find the exact model number. I'll have to see if I can dig that up, but you know, same kind of thing where it's got that kind of quilted, you know, fill, you know, probably it's probably some kind of poly fill. Um, but I've been very, very happy with that jacket of like, I wore, it went from like, oh, that's kind of cool to like, I wear it every day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, I just, one of those things, cause it's just, it's not too heavy, not too light but totally keeps you warm, you know, when you're out shoveling or loading a truck and the dock doors open and it's 20 degrees outside, um, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, very happy with is the Is it this one that like the kind of puffy looking one? Yeah, it's got a little bit of the puff, but it's not too bad. Um, yeah, pen, I, the Peninsula yeah. Insulator Packable Jacket, I think it might be. Packable sounds right. It definitely has like ability, the ability to like zip into its own pocket uh, to uh, to be able to... Oh, I really uh, do that, and I think I'm there. You go. That, that's the, the one that the we're looking. At. I'm looking at. There you go. Oh, I was like the, the the like coupon code. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's got a little. I think it's got a little like Velcro patch on the side, um, and so the company just got, you know, like I'd come patches that we could put that's on cool. it, and suddenly it's a branded jacket, right? Doesn't cost that's you really anything. Cool. I never thought about the patchable. Oh idea. man, that's it's really on clever. sale for fifty bucks. Get that right now. Like, <laughs> just go buy it right now. That's great. That's <laughs> the great. Pen- Peninsula insulator packable jacket. Uh, real quick on packable jackets. If you do not, your jacket doesn't pack within itself into its own thing. This is great for two things. If you're traveling all the time, yep. becomes a pillow. So you know, like oh. I actually, could, I literally was watching a the pack hacker video, and they're like, "Don't carry a neck pillow. Get a right? packable jacket, and then use it as a pillow." But it's also great because, like, and sometimes like the leather fluctuate. Put a little mini carabiner S beaner on the end of it. And you can clip it to your bag. I sometimes like when I'm like out and about, I'll clip it to my belt. And then so that way, like, I don't have to do the weird, like, wrap it around my legs. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't like that look (laughs) at all for some reason. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. I've got my members only jacket tied around my waist. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) 
Um, the other layer that I really like, uh, let me see if I can find it. It's called the R1 Tech. I just got this jacket. Yeah, the R1 Tech Face hoodie. Um, and honestly, this is becoming my, this is going to become the jacket I think that I carry around with me almost like all the time now too. Um, just as a, like a, as a daily kind of jacket. A, I like it because I'm like really into orange right now, mm, but it's mm -hmm. got this kind of like, I, I don't like fleece on the outside because I have cats, so that cats attract so to Totally everything. understand. I know exactly um, what you're saying. Yep. But I want something that did, I think it has a fleece kind of liner on the inside. I don't know what the heck it is, but it's thin enough that like, it's not as warm as the Nano Puff. But when I put that plus a Nano Puff, I literally went like all of, uh, all of Death Valley in like 18 degree weather and was totally fine. Um, those two together like got me through so much. Um, yeah, so I like that like, like a lot. waffle. It almost looks like that kind of waffle print uh, microfiber on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like the look of it too. They make one that has a fleece outside that is like that that catches everything. But this one, the tech one, is like a polyester kind of outside, so the mm -hmm. cat hair just like falls right off. Um, so I like that one a lot. Um, and then just because we're on jackets, I'll just get this one in for all my people out there who are. Um, who are doing outdoor events um, is I use the torrent shell um, by Patagonia. I think this jacket is a little, it's amazing. It does like the pits zip down so you can get the airflow going. Um, I learned a lot, by the way, that if it's really, really cold, you don't want to get to the point where you're sweating because then when you sweat, everything comes wet. And you probably know this because you're like used to winters. But the idea is like you need to make sure that you can breathe but keep yourself warm. So I like that it has big, long pit zips. Um, I think it's packable as well. Um, and this is my like go-to rain jacket. I've had this just for years ever since I started doing kind of backpacking through Europe and everything like that. Um, but I recommend the men, the Patagonia Torrent Shell is a rain jacket that I ended up picking up. So, yeah. Very cool. Anyways, Okay. I think that's all the, <laughs> all the body related stuff out there. Well, yeah, and and so you know we, you know, we we've had a few podcast episodes where we do what's in my bag and stuff like that. And so we were, we were recently doing a what's in my bag episode uh, on the, the event tech chat that we do, and everybody kind of brought all of their little things. And so that's always fun just to see, you know, everybody's pluggables, everybody's, you know, chargers, you know, who people are using, you know, for what people are using for dongles. Like at this point, a lot of that stuff, I feel like is starting to fall in the same category as shoes and shirts. And it's like, you know, well, yeah, you got to have your, your laptop charger, you know, you got to have your, your foldable, you know, uh, you know, USB charger thing you got to have. So a lot of that stuff could fall in there. There's, so that's a whole different tangent that we could probably go back and do at some point that's more technology based. I got but, I got one last what clothing oh, related thing yeah, sure. that as we start to move away from traditional clothing. So, um, Brant, this is gonna blow your mind. I don't think I've even recommend this to you yet. It's called the Arcade Adventure Belt, <laughs> and I don't. So I've been. I like need testing. an adventure belt. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it until this moment. <laughs> and I don't. I've been like trying different belts. So I've been a big fan of like belts with like plastic components because you can just wear it through security and have no problems. Um, this one's cool because it's that plastic components, but it's elastic. Um, and I, you know, maybe because I'm getting more a little bit heavy, heftier than I used <laughs> to be when I was in my teens and twenties when I first started getting in this industry. Sneaks up but, on you. But this belt has been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, they make some more crazy ones, but I just do like the straight black one. 
but I love it because it's got the plastic components and it's just really well built. Like I haven't had one break on me at all. My only downside is that it has like a cotton cloth that I think that elastic outside and it tracks a little bit of cat hair, dog hair. Mm. Um, so I think if they could make one that, um, you know, didn't have that. And I haven't tried some of these crazier designs to see if maybe like, you know, they're, they're a little bit oh, less attractive yeah. to it. But I highly recommend this belt if you're not if you don't have to do this the typical like formal silver belt top or anything like that. But the stealth all black one, it's just so comfortable, and I like it so much. I bought a second one so I can just like, you know, keep one in a suitcase and be already ready to go and not have to forget. Yeah, the belt. and thirty bucks is not crazy for like a nice belt. And yeah, mm -hmm. it comes in a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different patterns. It's more woven than you know. It's not leather. It's like more of a woven fabric belt um with yeah lots of there's like a sunset design and a tree design and a herringbone design and yeah i think you could have a lot of adventure with <laughs> a, lot of adventure. a lot of, a lot a lot of, of adventure. adventure and then yeah it's more of like a uh almost like a backpack clip uh for the belt buckle mm -hmm. where it's got the kind of the two-prong thing that fits into the other side plastic clip on the other side so yeah absolutely that's not gonna that's not gonna set off metal detectors or any of that kind of stuff kind of you know kind of falls in the category we were joking about tactical you know it kind of yeah. i would say that falls into the tactical tactical belt uh type uh of uh, product category you know that's absolutely that's that's exactly what we're talking about this kind of technology where it's like you might not have considered it i need to get a new belt um something dressy uh and the you know but now i have to figure i've realized that putting on compacts, so the ah. compacts that we wear is shredding my dress belts. And so oh. I, you know, I'm starting, I know I might need to look into something like this where it's more cloth based um, because just the act of like sliding the little belt clip on the compact is absolutely shredding my leather dress belts. Um, either that or I need to find a, like a darn tough for, for yeah, belts yeah, yeah. that <laughs> I can like belts. send it, send it back to them and, and say, Hey, I'd like a new belt, please. Uh, and, and then get a new one. And Very I haven't cool. looked at this arcade brand too much. It looks like they have a bunch of other different kind of like, uh, things on here, but yeah, I've been a big fan of it. Like one tip I'd give for everybody is like the two places to look at for stuff that like will just help you so much is a that tactical area. Yeah. Like the, mm -hmm. the five eleven brand, the, the go ruck bags are all made like kind of from the tactical world, molly strips and everything like that, but it can be really helpful for event professionals. The other area, though you sometimes can pay a premium for it, but it's nice because usually they're like ecologically sourced and usually they're designed to really take some beatings. It's like the camping kind of travel right, outdoorsy yeah, world, yeah, you know? Outdoorsy like outdoorsy hiking type. Like yeah. I talk about like the Patagonian stuff, like the, this is stuff that like people are wearing hiking mountains and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you're in a ballroom all day, but like, a lot of times the same things are there. Friction, um, the same levels of heat Sweat, and dropping yeah. temperatures. Long and like, days. Yeah. Yep. Long days and things like that. So like I've just been a fan of like exploring within that world um, as much as possible. And I found that like a lot of those products that are really designed for hardcore camping, overlanding, that sort of area end up being like fantastic for, for events. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what else you had on your list, but I, I kind of wanted to talk bags yeah like we've talked a lot about like what's in my bag yeah but i feel like a lot of times what Wilker the bags are bags yeah it kind of <laughs> gets lost i know you're you you've had very strong opinions about <laughs> your bags in the past so i figured it was a safe topic to uh to bring up so what do you what are you liking on bags these days okay so i uh, just made a, a big switch back to something i love 
Um, so I, I don't even know if we, we've probably talked about it on this podcast at this point. Um, so prior to probably a couple months ago, I was rocking the uh, Peak Designs Everyday Backpack. Um, and I loved it a lot because at the time I was doing, you know, a lot of vlogging, a lot of, um, you know, camera work. And this bag is just really well designed for that world because it has like side entry pockets and things like that. If you've never seen this backpack before, check it out. It's really, really amazing. It has out, outside straps. Um, you know, it has these clip systems where you can clip cameras to the front or your radio to your front. The straps are amazing. Really amazingly well built bag. I got lucky. I got a brown one. They don't even make the brown anymore. Um, <laughs> but definitely, if you've never heard of this backpack, check it out. Like, that's where I say to people because it's so unique and so well built. And it's so, like, it's kind of stiff. So if you put your ba- your throw your laptop ba- in it, into it and throw it down on the ground, you don't have to really worry about, like, it's shattering or anything like that. Um, but the problem is, like, since I've um, gone to the iPad route, I've been just focusing on carrying less and less and less stuff. I used to be, I had a camera on me and I bring a bunch of filters and SD oh, cards yeah. and things like that. Y- you now would have I- a full backpack and then there'd be stuff hanging off the backpack. Yeah. And, oh yeah. my God. And, and, and it was great because like in that time it was just absolutely fantastic for what I needed. But um, I've been a big fan though of the brand Tom Bin for many, many years. And Tom Bin, ha- I had a bag called the Synapse 25 it's just such an it looks like such a weird bag. Again, it's kind of nerdy in how it looks and stuff like that. But if you watch like Chase Reeves review of the Sam's 25, it sold me on this bag to be like, this is so comfortable. And so I was looking for a little bit smaller of a bag that didn't carry as much and was a little bit more simplistic. I could get to my stuff a lot easier. Um, so I looked back at Tom Bin and they since have released a brand called the Cynic, which is basically the Synapse, but with a laptop sleeve on the back. Um, granted there's a really cool way you can use the synapse to put your laptop in the middle and put soft things on your back and it kind of curves your back a little bit better. I went this route because the 22 was a little smaller and I wanted that. And when I went back to it immediately, when I got it, I put it on my back and I was like, Oh, why did I ever leave you Tom Ben? Like, it was just like, (laughs) so nice to have it back. It was, it's so comfortable and this is, I think, the build I have. I have the black ballistic outside, which is a little rougher, and then blue on the inside. But this bag is just so nerdy and how you can organize it. I could spend an hour talking about this bag, so I'm really going to try to avoid to. Um, but watch YouTube reviews on this. It's a cult following. It's American-made. And honestly, like I've had my uh, Aeronaut bag, which is like a duffel bag, and I've loved that bag. And the straps are just so comfortable. I went back to this and I, I've got to remind myself like every time I see a cool new unique bag that the, nothing beats this bag. It's just so comfortable and it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, I love it. Um, they made like a dark red or made like a bright red version. I wanted it so bad, but they don't, they don't make it anymore, unfortunately. So um, that'll probably be the only bag I would buy to replace this bag is if I could find that red bag. Maybe this burnt orange one looks pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What, what's in your What's well, your bag these days? You know, I'm sad to say that it does. It seems like mine's been discontinued. I was actually trying to look oh. it up while we were talking there. And so I've got an e bags. E bags is still very much still around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. one that I've got, uh, I loved because it, it. So it actually had a leather version. And at the time, I was like, oh, I think I'd like a very nice, like professional leather backpack. So it looks good with a suit jacket kind of thing. And I wanted to get, but I was like, well, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. So I got like just the regular. Kind of normal, you know, vinylish backpack material uh, version of it, and I loved it. 
and I just haven't ever bothered to get the leather version, and now it looks like I can't. Um, so uh. unfortunately, yeah, it was the eBags um, uh, Professional Slim Laptop Bag is what it is. It looks like you might still be able to get it kind of on eBay and some other random places. Uh, but for me, it is just the right amount of pockets. It's just the right amount of open spaces. Um, there's kind of an undercarriage uh, spot that it came with like a removable hard shell um, that, you know, would protect like a camera or something like that. Um, what I liked about that removable hard shell is like that was kind of the go bag of um, uh, cables and stuff. Like, so that was like that had my charger, my charging cables, all my little random stuff went down in that bottom kind of go bag area. And then you still got plenty of room for the laptops and like there's like a front pocket for pens and pencils and all that random stuff. So for me, it's just the right amount of pockets versus too many pockets. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really kind of sad to is, see that it doesn't seem like they're actively is selling. It, is this the one right here that, that I is have the one? Here? Yeah, we're looking at. Yeah, right like here. it looks like it has a yep. more prominent logo. It does look like, though. That they moved into having, they they call it the Pro Slim laptop bag. That looks very and, close, yeah. And it looks like it's very, very, very similar. Yeah, um, on yeah, here. yeah. So what I liked about, yep, that so that interior has plenty of little mesh pockets and things like that, and then that removable like down below pocket is great. And then yeah, it's got it's got the little pass throughs, so you can hang it over your luggage. Uh, you can turn it into a, a shoulder bag if you want to, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but that removable bottom pocket is fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, if you ever just need to grab all of your chargers and stuff at once, you just grab that little bottom pocket part and, and take that out to wherever you need to go without having to grab the whole backpack. So I've been a huge fan of that uh, backpack. I've had that for probably three or four years at this point. And um, cause I definitely got it pre pandemic um, and I've been just absolutely loved it as far as the number of number of pockets and availabilities. There's also like hidey holes, like there's hidey holes in it where like oh. in the main pocket behind that little pocket that's on the front is just some dead space where I keep like my permanent emergency backup headphones, like live oh. in that kind of dead space uh, in, you know, behind the pocket. Um, and you know, little stuff like that, that like, I don't need it almost never, <laughs> but, but it's, the, but that's where I want to stash something, Good that kind of thing. And then I know, um, you know, now that I'm uh, doing a lot more production management and stuff, I still, I bring the old, the stereotypical Pelican, uh, case 1610 is the one that fits in the, right? Uh, 15. Oh, it's the 1610 so the, the, Air, I think. Is yeah, the, one the 1510 can... is the one that's like the exact size and shape of every stereotypical airline. Your carry-on luggage must fit in this space mm -hmm. uh, thing where you see those like sitting next to the gate. The 1510 is the one that goes... It's, it is the stereotypical AV nerd Pelican. Um, oh, yeah, I see I they've added a place to put your... I literally Card. have That's mine smart. right here. Like yep. this, yeah. Yep. Yeah, mine's and you, you gotta put <laughs> stickers all over it, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. It is expensive, um, but it is absolutely rock solid, also guaranteed for life. Uh if you, you know, if any part of it breaks, you literally drill holes in it and send it back to them because they want to make sure that you're not reusing it. Um, and they send you a new one. Uh and That's so amazing. it's it's pretty amazing. I've got the top lid organizer 
which is great for like band-aids and, you know, tools and extra compact flashcards. Yep. It's a little thing that just Velcros into the top of the case. Um, and that thing is just perfect for zip ties and pens and all of that kind of junk. And then on the bottom, I've got like the Velcro organizer thing, um, where, you know, I honestly don't have, uh, it's just like a little Velcro. Okay. That, that even looks more than what I've got. It's just like little Velcro things. Most of the time I don't have any of the Velcro dividers in. It's just kind of a nice padding. So things aren't just ramming Mm -hmm. around in the raw plastic. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it really is hard to improve on on that case because it is it is just the right size it's just enough space to have three rolls of gaff tape uh an atem mini uh you know all of the cables that you could ever want on the planet band-aids rubber gloves you know everything that you would possibly need on site all you know corkscrew <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it's it's great then for you know i leave a little space in it um for if i need to bring something else home um, you know, that I don't want to bring in my carry on or something like that. Like you could easily fit a bottle of wine or something like that in there. If you get a, uh, you know, an onsite little show gift. So huge fan. Um, and then what I'll throw, like my wife who, uh, who we've talked about in the, in the show has slowly worked her way into the events industry. Uh, she was a dental hygienist for decades and then went back to school and got her master's and now does education training for dentists and dental folks. So she's, she and I, it's like I, you know, I get home from work and then we talk AV. Um, and uh, so, so it's been, so she then, you know, didn't want to invest in one of these things and wanted something a little less obvious. Uh, and so she has to carry like a document camera and a bunch of other stuff for her shows. So she actually uh, went with away luggage. Ooh, so yeah, away yeah. luggage, uh, which I've been a fan of, also just as far as luggage, which is why we decided to go this route. Um, the away luggage is hard sided luggage. It's a lightweight polycarbonate. They were one of the first ones to have the e bags that were constantly being. Oh yeah, the batteries in them. By the, yeah, right? that's right. So so every I get the side eye every time I come rolling on with my away luggage. Like, sir, have you removed any batteries from that? I was like, <laughs> no, I I did not get the model that has the battery in it um, because it just wasn't worth it. And so yeah, every time I check it, they have they do ask me. Do you have any? Do you have any battery packs or e-cigarettes in your luggage? Um, and so, but I've been a very big fan of how lightweight uh, and packable. I was I was very anti uh, hard sided luggage for a long time. So what she did is, you can then buy on Amazon. You can buy this kind of pack and pull foam uh, that you can you know cut down to whatever size you need. It's it's kind of perforated foam, and so she literally fills both sides of the hard sided luggage with her equipment zips it all shut, folds it closed, and she's done. And then it doesn't look like a Pelican, right? It doesn't look like it's equipment. It just looks like standard checked luggage. Mm -hmm. And so there's really no concern. Yeah, so Will's showing these kind of of pack and pull. Pick apart foam. Pick apart. There you go. Pick apart. So pick and pluck foam is what the one he's showing. (laughs) Showing, Say that 10 times fast and be very, very careful if you do. Um, So the pick and pluck foam uh, is available for $16.99 on Amazon and it comes in a bunch of different sizes. And so, yeah, she just fills both sides of that hard-sided luggage with her equipment, zips it in, packs it up, zips it up, and is good to go. So that's, you know, these away bags are significantly less expensive than like a Tumi or something like that. I know... um, uh, get your drinks ready, uh, Alex Lindsay Office Hours. I know sometimes they'll use Toomey's to uh, transport some of their stuff. Yeah, never um, a big fan of Toomey. 
Yeah, it's it's very overpriced. The Away even is borderline overpriced, but at the same time, it's been solid. So, uh, and I know it has a pretty solid warranty as well. Um, and certainly compared to like the Tumis and things like that, it's much less expensive. So yeah, just another recommendation there for, for bags. So uh, between those, you've got a lot of hard-sided options for your for your gear. One thing I'd recommend, so I, I did the pick apart phone for my Pelicans for, for a while, but then um, I ended up switching over to the Trek Pack dividers, which a lot of people go, what? It's almost as expensive as the Pelican itself. You know, it's like this one for the, the carry-on one, it's like $179 for it. But just the ability to like custom create spaces. So, you know, for example, when we were doing event icons at all these industry trade shows, it was so nice to have a perfect spot for the live streaming box, a perfect spot for, you know, this thing, this for the, you know, this. I could make a spot for the tripods. It was just so perfect um, and kept everything really, really safe. So, um, you know, I can wholeheartedly endorse the Trek Pack dividers. And I'm wondering if you could potentially also, depending on the height of it, you could potentially use this in like an away suitcase too. Um, if you're looking at getting a little bit more rigidity um, than the foam, so. Yeah, and I went back and looked, and my uh, Pelican actually came with the the uh, the dividers that are in it. So like the little the little uh, you know Velcro dividers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because um, it makes like to, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. So I, I, did, I had to pay extra for the top case, uh, you know, zipper pack, but I'm pretty sure it came with the with the easy little dividers. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, we're probably going to get to finish <laughs> up on bags because it feels yeah, like, we, yeah, we, yeah, we burned through clothes and bags really quickly. Um, oh, are you a, are you a, uh, uh, like a pouch guy? Like a fanny pack? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I actually, I know, you know, I haven't gotten to slings yet, but no, like inside yeah. your bag, you're talking about like, kind of like having these like, you know, things to uh, like potentially have your chargers and things like that. Um, one reason why I love Tom Bin is they make like all these little pouches. If you get a chance, go mm. to TomBin.com and just go through all the little pouches they make. Um, but like, for example, I think it's called the snake charmer is the one that, uh, I use at the <laughs> bottom. Um, let's see if I can find it. They make so many different ones. They're almost like little packing cubes. And one thing I like about them is that you can like take them out and have your bags organized. If you're not using pouches to organize your cables and chargers and things like that, like I would highly recommend doing this because it just makes it a little bit easier. Even if it's, you know, oh, it's only taking up one pocket, put a pouch inside there because there's so many times where it's nice just to pull it out, organize it, see what's in there and all that fun stuff as well. Very cool. Very cool. I think we could potentially do another episode on this at some point. Yeah, yeah. More, more things, more things, because as I start to look at the time and we're starting to get a little deep in here and we've only covered like shoes and cases. <laughs> um, and so I think maybe this could be a continuing, a continuing episode where not only what's in our bag, but what is the bag? What are the organizers? What are the shoes? What are the shoes? What are the clothes? All of these kinds of things. Will and Brandt's favorite things will shall continue. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, yeah, uh, we. I think we would love to know from all of you. So we talked about clothes and bags um, so far. What are your favorite things? Um, yeah. And also, if there's something that we shared that you were like, wow, this was so amazing. I never heard about this. We love hearing that because like, for me, like I've lived in this world and we, Brent and I talk about these things all the time. So I feel like everybody knows about these things. But again, right? like if you hadn't heard of something, let us know. But if there's also something that you love, let us know. Event Tech Podcast at HelloEndless.com um, all day long. And what other what other categories should we cover? Like, you Ooh. know, so so are there other things that 
are technology but aren't technology that you think you know you'd like to uh, hear about you know what what our opinions are you know maybe we could do a little research on it so yeah what are some other things that are technology but aren't technology that you think we should cover let us know Brant, it's such a pleasure to get to nerd out with you on favorite things. This Absolutely. is what you and I do when we're ever hanging out. So I, it's right? just cool to get to do it on the podcast more. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to play that outro, and I hope you all have a fantastic day. Event Tech out. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast. One for the bag.